Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to a very familiar passage of Scripture. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 this morning. I love the church. I love the church because it is the flock of God. We are the sheep of His pasture. Those for whom God cares, those for whom God protects, those for whom He provides, those whom He directs, and who are dependent upon Him. In the 78th Psalm, we read these words. But made His people his own people, to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. I love the church of God because we are the people of God, the sheep of his pasture, the flock that he cares for and directs. If you'd like an interesting book on the 23rd Psalm, let me direct your attention to Philip Keller's book, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. It's not a new volume, but Keller directs our attention to that of a shepherd and his responsibility with the flock. And I'm sure that that book would be a blessing to you. I love the 100th Psalm. The 100th Psalm reminds us the wonder of our relationship with you. And I, I memorized it in the King James. And I want us to look at it in the ESV this morning. So will you read it with me, please? Here we go. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. And we see his faithfulness evidenced in our lives. And all of his people throughout all generations will experience the same kind of thing. As we move to the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews tells us, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. As a pastor, I have a special responsibility from God to care for the sheep. Now, you can imagine from the title pastor that there is some pastoral or pastoral responsibilities and Peter gives us those responsibilities in 1st Peter chapter 5 will you look at this passage with me will you please so I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed shepherd pastor the flock of God that is among you 
exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful game, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory. Pastor, shepherd, the flock of God. Care for them. Encourage them. Be an example before them. Be part of their lives. And that is the responsibility that God has, has given to me. I love the church because it is indeed the flock of God. Now, Jesus ministered in an agrarian culture, a culture that was very familiar with livestock and with planting. Jesus talked about the lost sheep of Israel. He told his listeners to beware of false prophets because they are really wolves in sheep's clothing. There are two parables that he told about sheep. One is found in Matthew chapter 12 where if your shepherd has a a sheep that falls into a pit on the Sabbath, he goes and he he rescues that, that sheep. And in Matthew chapter 18, he tells the the parable about the lost sheep. If a shepherd counts his sheep at night and there are 99 in the fold and he's supposed to have 100, he leaves the 99 and he goes out and he ministers to that one lost sheep. You remember in John chapter 21, Jesus asked Peter this question. Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And you remember what Jesus' response was? Feed my sheep. Why? Because the sheep are so important to the chief shepherd. In John's gospel, John chapter 10, we have the account of the good shepherd. And there John writes these words. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. And then he completes the thought by saying, My Father who gave them me is greater than all, and no man's able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I love the church because it is indeed the flock of the living God. Now, I want to direct your attention back to that very familiar passage of Scripture, Psalm 23. And I'm going to ask Brad and Hannah Anderson to read that psalm for us. So you follow along in your copy of of God's Word, please. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. 
He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Hannah. A familiar passage of Scripture. Bookend like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This morning we want to walk through that wonderful psalm. Because that psalmist David, who was probably a shepherd, identifies the care that the shepherd has for the sheep. We begin in verse 1, where there is a proclamation made by the sheep. There we read, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is the great confidence that the sheep has in the one who is the shepherd. Because the total care and contentment is the responsibility of the one taking care of the sheep, the shepherd. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about your life or what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink, or about your body, about what you're going to put on. Look at the birds of the air. They don't toil and they don't reap, and your heavenly Father takes care of them. You see, who our shepherd is, is what makes the difference in our lives. And if we have great confidence in the one who is caring for us, then we can trust him with every need that we ever have. The psalmist writes in Psalm 68, Blessed be the Lord God who daily loads us with all of his benefits. Make that declaration this morning, will you please? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I have complete confidence that he will care for me. The Lord is my shepherd. I can be content in his management of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I need to know. And as you and I recognize the wonder of God working in and through our lives, we can declare with great confidence what the psalmist declared, the Lord, my personal shepherd, is going to take care of me, and I have nothing to fear. And I can be content in his care. 
Now in the next couple of verses, the psalmist breaks that down where he recognizes the plenty that the shepherd gives to him. Somebody said, the proof is in the pudding. If you think about that, that's probably a messy situation. Actually, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. And the shepherd here is put on display as the sheep identify his care for them. And it is care that is wrapped up in plenty. For the sheep has said, I don't have anything to worry about. I will not want. Keller reminds us that there is no other class of livestock that requires more careful handling than sheep. And I want you to identify the care of the shepherd. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sheep will not normally lie down unless they're free from fear, free from friction, free from pests or foes, unless they are free of all food concerns. You, you see, sheep are, are pretty skittish animals. You talk about herding cats, you ought to try to herd sheep. And yet the testimony is, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He provides for me in such a way that I can comfortably rest on his care. Psalm 63 reminds us, O oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. But yet the shepherd will always take us to lush green pastures and allow us just to relax because he is in control. He leads me beside still waters. Now I will remind you in, in this culture, the geography was a, a very arid geography. And the water supplies were, were not plentiful. And so the, the shepherd had to make sure that the sheep had enough nourishment in the green pastures, but also enough refreshment in, in the waters. Now, sheep will not drink out of stagnant waters, nor will they drink out of rushing, flowing waters waters so many times what the shepherd had to do was he had to go down to the creek bed and he had to dig out a, a little canal that would form a basin so that the sheep could then go to that basin and and be refreshed still waters waters of stillness Fawcett says that these still waters are contrasted with boisterous streams on the one hand and stagnant, offensive pools on the other. The refreshment that our 
good shepherd offers to us is found in still waters. And then the psalmist says, he restores my soul. You ever been upset about anything? You ever been so worked up that you just couldn't get your your footing? Well, as we think about restoring souls, it's really picturesque to understand what this means in the life of a, a sheep. Sometimes sheep become what they call cast. And what they will do is they will lie down and they will either roll over in some kind of mud or manure and they'll end up upside down. Now picture this, will you please? You got this sheep that because it's got all this tanglement in their wool ends up upside down and their little feet are going like this. And they're getting absolutely no traction. In, you ever been there? You ever been so upside down because stuff has accumulated in your life? He didn't mean it to happen. It just happened. What the shepherd would do is he would come over to the upside down sheep and he would turn him right side up but not only would he do that he would also cling out all of the gunk that caused the sheep to be cast in the first place he restores my soul he puts us right side up in an upside down I like what we read in Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. And it is God's truth that leads us right side up in an upside down world. And that penetrates into the innermost being of our hearts, of our souls. Because The good shepherd restores our soul. And then the psalmist says, he leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. You can never go wrong by following God's way. You can never go wrong by following the good shepherd. A lot of times in my life, I I just want to know what the next right step is. And if I can figure out what the next right step is, then I understand that God will give me the following step and the step after that. And the psalmist says, he leads me in the right way. The principle behind our experiences is that he chooses paths of righteousness for us. And I want you to note the last phrase of that verse, verse 3. He does that for his name's sake. You see, the care of the sheep is a reflection on the shepherd. The health and welfare of the sheep 
is a direct reflection on the shepherd. The Bible tells us that our whole purpose in life is to glorify God. I appreciated what Peter led us in this morning about worship. It's not about me. It's all about you, Lord Jesus. And as the psalmist reminds us, the shepherd recognizes what we need in our lives and what is right for our lives. And he leads us in the right paths because of who he is. You see, it's all about what makes sense to him. It's in accordance to his revealed character in our lives. And we never go wrong. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. You know, we're just pilgrims. The picture here of the sheep is is going from the summer pastures that are located high in the mountains to the the winter pastures that are down in the valley. And that is indeed a, a treacherous journey. I'm not worried about where I'm going, are you? You know what bothers me? It's the trip between here and there. I know when I arrive in glory, everything's going to be just fine. I'm going to get to see Jesus. Everything's going to be taken away that would distract me. And I am going to be able to focus on the wonder of the King of kings and Lord of lords. But but the trip, the potholes, the detours, the road construction are the things that challenges me in my life. We looked at Ephesians chapter 2, and we're told that we're no longer strangers, aliens, but citizens of God, members of God's family. But then Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 that we're simply travelers, sojourners, exiles on this earth. And it is true we are part of the saints, part of the family of God, and no longer a stranger to God, but to this old world, we are aliens. Because the way we live makes no sense to them. This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. How about you? My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I don't want to be at home. And I can't be at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend but you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't be at home in this world anymore. And the word picture that we have in verse 4 is a picture of a shadow. You ever been afraid of your own shadow? 
Let me ask that question a different way. You ever have something jump up and startle you that you weren't expecting? Now, it may not have been your shadow, but it may have been something else. But what the psalmist says is, I'm not afraid of the things that I'm not expecting. I'm not afraid of those things that jump out and startle me. I'm not afraid of that which I'm not planning because the shepherd has it under control. And he knows about it before I ever face it. In our life journey, there are so many unplanned events. So many things that are unexpected. So many things that would surprise us. But even though we walk through those shadows, we need not fear any danger or misstep or evil. Why? Because our shepherd is always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is not surprised by anything that takes place in our lives. John W. Peterson has written this song. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. For many are the thorns on the way. It's not an easy road. But the Savior walks beside me. His presence gives me joy every day. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside me and brightens the journey, enlightens every heavy load. It's not an easy road. There are trials and troubles, and many are the dangers we meet. But Jesus guards and keeps us so that nothing can harm us and smooths the rugged path for our feet. Though I'm often footstore, think about that, and weary from travel, though I am often bowed down with care, a better day is coming. With a home up in glory, I'll rest in perfect peace over there no no it's not an easy road no no it's not an easy road but the savior walks beside me the shepherd walks beside me and brightens my journey and lightens every heavy load yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'm just a pilgrim anyway I'll fear no evil, for he is with me. And then the sheep identifies two of the tools that the shepherd uses. It says, his rod and his staff give me great hope and comfort. The rod was an extension of the right hand, the right arm of the shepherd. It was a symbol of strength and authority and power. The rod was used to safeguard the sheep, and also to discipline the sheep in some cases. What a comfort that is. The staff was a symbol of 
care and concern. And it was used to, to drawing the, the sheep close to the shepherd, to untangling the sheep when, when they got in places that were difficult for them. It was used to guide the sheep and help them know what direction to go. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. There is a presence of enemies. Verse 5, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. Sheep are defenseless creatures. And yet, in the midst of their culture, with predators that would harm them, the psalmist offers care of every kind and every emergency of life. And he says, he prepares a table before me. Even when there are enemies around me. And he anoints my head with oil. That's an interesting word picture for sheep. Sheep are bothered by a lot of things. One of the things they're bothered by is just pests. How's the mosquito problem out at your place? It's been one of those years, hasn't it? And so what the shepherd would do is is he would anoint the sheep's head with oil and it would would act as deet to keep the pests away. There's another picture that's, that's part of this. Sheep many times aren't the smartest animals. And they would get in situations where they wanted to protect themselves and they would butt heads with each other. You ever have to butt heads with anybody? I'm a lover, not a fighter. And what the shepherd would do, especially during the the rut, is he would anoint the heads of the rams so that when they butted heads, they'd slide off of each other. The next time you butt heads with somebody, put some oil on so you just kind of slide off. And you don't cause any permanent damage. Will you please? Because the reality is. Sometimes we get so focused on what we want. That we're going to butt heads no matter what. And the outcome is not important at that time. There is the presence of enemy. I love the 119th Psalm, and in the 161st verse of of that Psalm, the psalmist writes these words. Listen to them, will you please? Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I like the King James translations, and nothing shall offend them. Yeah. A table before... And my cup overflows. And the promise is this. Surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Have you ever thought about what follows sheep around? What they leave? Now think about that. You know that sheep manure is the best manure you can get? And it's all dependent upon the shepherd and his dietary plans for the sheep. But a good shepherd allows the sheep to leave good things. And, and what that does is it refreshes the soil and makes it better for those who come behind. You know, your life and my life ought to refresh the soil and make it better for people who come behind us. Now, don't, don't live lives of manure, please. Boy, I wish I had a full congregation and could, could see people's faces when I'm making that statement. But surely goodness and mercy shall be left behind me to enrich the lives of those who follow. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dwell literally means I will return to the house. When earth's pass and valleys and, and threats are over, then I can return home. I'm looking forward to that. How about you? You see, all the care all the work, all the uh, alert watchfulness, all the skill, all the concern, all the self-sacrifice is born in the love of the shepherd for his sheep. And it's the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. And so you and I can declare the Lord He's my shepherd. He's the one who is going to provide for me. He is the one who is going to protect me. He is the one who has a plan for me and recognizes everything that is necessary for my life. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. And I have great confidence that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life if I'm following the right shepherd. And at the end of it all, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love the church. And I love the church because we as his people are his flock. We are the sheep of his pasture.